Warren Buffett once said, the more you learn, the more you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom. You're trying to learn how to read. You're trying to escape. Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. Blog Talk Book Club. Let's go, folks. It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 8 a.m. book club call. We do this call every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Central, and um, 5 a.m. Pacific. And on this particular book club call, we talk about a particular book. We call it the book of the moment, not book of the month, because, you know, we don't read one every 30 days. We just read and read and read, and then we stop. So, so we just, you know, whatever the book of the moment is, that's what it is. And our new book that we're reading probably for the third or fourth time is called The Four Agreements with uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, which is a excellent, excellent book. Um, man, I tell you, so much we could talk about in this book. It just, you know, uh, I mean, you could read it, reread it, <clears throat> uh, apply stuff, and then <clears throat> try to stay consistent with it, <clears throat> get off track, got to get back on it. It's just a powerful book, man. And we also load this book club call on a, on the uh, podcast platform. <clears throat> Must emphasize this is not a podcast. So when you listen in, if you're listening for the first time, don't try to compare us to a podcast because we don't have the podcast quality. It's not what we do. It's a conference call. Uh, but we load it on there so it's easy access to come back and, and get a replay of it, you know, because repetition is the key. That's how we learn through repetition, hearing things over and over and over. So, at any point, you can come back and just go to, you know, Breaker, uh, Apple, iTunes, you know, uh, Spotify, and put in Tony Fleming, that's with one M, F-L-E-M-I-N-G, and Mindset, and these calls will come up. Not only our book club call, but we also have Mindset calls that go on through in the week. <clears throat> and these are what I call uh, in-your-face Mindset calls. They're not... They're not a corporate mindset call, so you're not going to hear it in that kind of format. You're going to hear it kind of locker room style with us, uh, because I think that's the only way most people can really get it. You know, if you if you just kind of just it's already challenging enough to deal with the thoughts that we have on the inside of us. If we're just kind of real corporate with it, <clears throat> a lot of people are going to miss it. It's got to be almost right in your face. It needs to be shouted all the time. <laughs> it needs to be you know just. So that's the kind of calls we have, and uh, so if you're listening in uh, on the pod, on this podcast platform, uh, you know, if you like it, share it. You know, it's free. Share it with some other people. Tell them to check it out, see what you think about it, because, man, you know, they're trying to get rid of books. Well, not get rid of books. They're trying to, well, <laughs> would they? Well, society is pushing us away from reading. You can see that now. You can see that now from the social media pages. <clears throat> you know, if you write, if you text something too long or you make a long post, people are not going to read it, man. That's, that's sad, but we're flicking through looking for pictures, looking for a little action. You know, it's no different than when, it, when we always said, you know, most of us, only books we read got a lot of pictures in it, and we flip through it. Uh, which is a sad state because we got to, it's a lot of things that we need to do um, to get ourselves on track if we plan on winning in life. You know, a lot of us have decided that I can win, I'm going to start striving for it, but what we didn't realize is that there are things that have been programmed in us 
uh, in the theta stage of our life, which is the first seven years. And at that point, that's where our mind is more fertile. You know, that's when the recording is done. That's where we accept anything that's said. You know, somebody can walk up to you and they just tell you a millionaire, and they say, okay, you're a millionaire. Well, there's a lot of y'all accept that now with people. <laughs> Folks can post stuff and say stuff, and y'all just believe it, <clears throat> uh, which is crazy that you believe that kind of stuff, but you don't believe that you can win in life. You don't believe in yourself, and you don't. Man, that's some. That, that's why we got to keep reading, man, because we got some stuff in us, man, that's programmed in us that we have to pull up. We have to pull that seed up, and we got to look at it and say, man, I can't advance in life thinking this way. I can't go and have the success I want with these things, this seed that's been dropped in me at an early age. I have to dig it up and have to get it out. I have to, you know, you know, at this point now you ought to be able to look at it and evaluate it. But, you know, what we're about to read today is going to show you how difficult that is to do, truly difficult it is to do so. But that's why we do the book club. Tell everybody, man, we're here every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. And uh, But like I said, if you miss it, you can go to the podcast. You can grab it. We're going to load it on there. We also have a replay number, so you can hear it today if you want to. The replay number is 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085. So you can go back. You can go back and um, listen to the replay of the call today. Right after the call, it will be up. This, this, you know, right after we finish, it will be there in the recording, and you can listen to it, 712-432-1085, and put the same PIN code in, 783357-POUND. And you can listen to it all the way up to uh, Monday morning. Um, and then on our mindset call, it will be replaced by the 7 a.m. mindset call. So, all right, folks, let's go. Um, I'm going to pick up from where I left off uh, last week. And, you know, man, I could, you can actually burn through this book quickly. And, and I don't want to burn through it um, without talking about a lot of stuff. So, you know, we're going to move probably a lot slower. No, not a lot, a lot slower because we move pretty slow anyway in the book. But, uh, you know, some of y'all should be way down on the 100th page or something like that. Uh, but I'm I'm still on page. Well, I'm, I'm on the, in the uh, area of page ten, eleven, and twelve today. Uh, maybe go a little further to thirteen or fourteen. Um. So, whatever goes against the book of law will make you feel a funny sensation in your solar plexus, and it's called fear. So, breaking the rules in the book of law opens your emotional wounds and your reaction to create emotional poison. Because everything that is in the book of law has to be true. Anything that challenges what you believe is going to make you feel unsafe. Even if the book of law is wrong, it makes you feel safe. Wow. Even if the book of law is wrong, it makes you feel safe. I mean, think about a lot of things like that. Um, corporate America makes some people feel safe. And I'm not saying corporate America is wrong. Uh, look, slavery made people feel safe. You know how many could have broken away that didn't? He says here, that is why we need a great deal of courage to challenge our own beliefs. Because even if we know we didn't choose all these beliefs, it is also true that we agree to all of them. Remember, most of them were programmed at an early age, you know, during the theta phase, during the first seven years of your life. That's where we miss it, because... <clears throat> We don't we don't remember that. We don't go back and think about that. We'll say we didn't hear that. We don't, you know, I mean, everything that was said during the time that you grew up. Again, I keep saying this over and over and over and over and over. If you grew up in a poor neighborhood, a middle-class neighborhood, because a lot of us grew up in a poor neighborhood, but we swear it's middle-class. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't want to take that away from you. <laughs> I really don't. So... If you in those neighborhoods that we grew up in, 
most of the verbiage, most of the knowledge, most of the information that was given out <clears throat> is damaging to us because the stuff that we heard, man, is not going to help us advance in life the way we want to. The stuff that we heard, see, we, I mean, think about it. We Look, when you're not winning and winning the way you want to win, you're going to look and blame somebody else. You're going to look and blame other situations. You're going to look, and, and guess what? It, you know, some of that stuff is true. But talking about it and blaming it is not going to help us advance. And then a lot of it is not true. A lot of stuff that we heard is not true. A lot of stuff that was said is not, just think about some of the stuff that we agreed to at that point. We agreed to it because we kept hearing it over. We kept thinking about it. We kept seeing the, the commercials on it. You know, and, and a lot of it you can't even remember. You can't even, you know, you don't, because some of us has kind of moved on from that conversation. You know what I'm saying? So we're not really kind of, we, we feel good about ourselves that we're not having that conversation anymore. We feel good about ourselves that we're not, but that doesn't mean that it's still not programmed in us because we've moved on and we're saying we're not having that conversation. One of the biggest ones is that all rich people are evil. All rich people are crooked. So what, how do you think your body feels and your mind feels if you're striving to be rich and that's programmed in you? And you say right now, well, Tony, I don't think that way. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing is, <clears throat> this stuff is buried deep in us that we don't even realize we think that way. It slows us down. We don't even try to attempt to do certain things because of that. I mean, it says it right here. It says, that's why we need a great deal of courage to challenge our own beliefs. Because even if we know we didn't choose all these beliefs, it is also true that we agreed to them. The agreement is so strong that even if we understand the concept of it not being true, we feel the blame, the guilt, and the shame that occurred if we go against the rules. Let me, let me put that in layman's terms. We feel the blame, the guilt, and the shame from our neighbors, from our friends, from our coworkers, from our pastor, from everybody else, if we go against the grain of what we heard from the box. So we stay put in the box. So we don't attempt other things. That's one of those little things, you know, man, you're doing, you're doing one of those little businesses, you're doing one of man, has things gotten that bad? You know, has it has it really gotten that bad now that you're doing those, you know? Really? So now we stay in that box because we don't want the the guilt, the blame, the shame that occur when we go against these rules. What rules are we going against? <clears throat> well the rules are go to school, get good education, save your money, penny pinch, keep your nose clean, work hard for forty years. And if you need more money, you go work at FedEx or UPS. You know, they always hire. You know, go down there and work there. Just a hard-working man. Or we go get us another degree, a master's degree, a PhD. Those are the rules, folks. That's what you heard. You don't go outside of the rules and you're doing one of those uh, pyramid-type things or you're trying to do real estate or you're trying to do uh, – you to start your own business. You're trying to – man, you – the guilt and the shame and the and the the attack that you're going to get from the cult, because you know America is a cult, the C U L T, and so we we when we step outside of the cult, we're going to get attacked. Nobody wants that, so we, you, unless you got a strong mindset to deal with, that's the whole point I'm talking about. That's what I'm always saying. You got to get your mind right, because if you get your mind right, you can deal with it. See, well, when I stepped outside of the cult, my mind was it was getting there because I was listening to Earl every every day in my car. I was reading books. My skin was getting tough. Uh, I was changing my environment, and I knew something was wrong. That you know that I knew something wasn't right. What I was trying to do, not to say that it ain't right for everybody. I just knew for me, and so you know I was putting up my armor. So now I was I can deal with the 
ridicule, the laughter, and the, I told you guys, follow me around and laugh at me. I could deal with that. But see, most of you guys can't, and you don't want to admit that. That's why you disappear, because you, you, you it, it feels good when your aunt and your cousin and your good friends and stuff, you know, still say your name and want you to come by and hang out with them, you know, and play cards, and y'all do all this stuff on the weekend. It don't feel too good when they start calling around saying, you know, you're doing this and doing that. You, you outside of the box. You're outside of the coat. You're outside of the, uh, what does he say here? You're outside of the uh, the rules and the shame that you get from that. That's why when I talk to people, I mean, these are well, you know, what the world would say, educated and, and, and uh, you know, smart. That's what the world would say. And you have a conversation with them, and they don't even see the shame that they're portraying on the inside by the words they're using. They don't even see that. You know, when you... When you're part of a cult, you don't even know that you you don't even you don't see it, you don't feel it, because the majority of people talk that way and say these things anyway. So you're part of that. That's the that's that warm fuzzy feeling. You don't want the other thing. You don't want the, you know, <laughs> Tony lost his mind. I can't believe Tony. I remember actually when I left AT and T, boy, boy, you left that. Good job, and I'm not telling anybody to a good job because you can have a great life doing this, whatever you're doing part time. But you got to be able to deal with that now when somebody tells you, you know that that you know you're putting in a lot of time, you know, and you chasing money, and you getting greedy, and you leaving your family. But they don't say that when you, you know, you work. Double overtime at UPS. You know what I'm saying? You can be, you get out of work, you go to UPS, you know, at 7 to about 12, and then somebody says, Man, I can't make it in. Can you work my shift? Yeah, I work your shift too. So you stay there from 12 to 4 in the morning, and your family and your friends hear about that. Oh, let him rest when he come home. He's a hard working man. <laughs> See, you within the rules. But you go out here and start getting on the road or start, you know, working your business to 2, 3 in the morning. Chasing money, he greedy. And the, the, the and most people do not have the mindset to deal to deal with it. So they take the shame and the guilt and the and the, the ridicule and they just say, "Uh-uh, I ain't going to do that no more." Stay right here. Stay right here. I ain't doing it. That ain't no good feeling, man. See, that's why I say when you step outside that those rules, which is that box, you better have a tough skin. You better be. You better get into an environment where you can, you know, call other people and you know. It's it's sad that I have to say it this way <laughs> that you get to call other people because we don't believe that we're part of that. You know, when you're in a cult, a lot of times you don't know you're in one. <laughs> so, but see, the cult leaders. Try to tell you that when you get outside of the box, you're in another coat. Well, maybe. Maybe. We might be in a coat, but okay, which one? Which one? <laughs> All right, Doc, you on the line this morning? I am. You there? Okay. All right, yes. so. <laughs> Got Dr. Nicole on here, so I'm sure um, you've gone through that being a, a medical doctor. You know, you are you what you what the world says is the ultimate, and now Dr. Nicole, uh, she has a, a doctor. That, I mean, I'm talking about a medical degree, not a you know, not a PhD. Not to say a PhD is bad. A PhD is great. Master's degree is great. Yeah, a college degree is great. But you're a medical doctor. <laughs> my mother, well, my mother would be like, "Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is wrong with her? She's a medical doctor, and she doing them little things." <laughs> so I know you have to. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've dealt with some things when you, especially when you first got started. Did you, when you first started doing a business like this, did you realize? the attacks you were going to get, or you didn't realize until it happened? Um, I probably didn't. 
I probably didn't realize how it was going to come at me. It come it comes people do those type things um in different ways when it if like for me and I'm not saying it makes me better than anybody, but when you're a medical doctor, people talk to you in a certain way. <laughs> um <laughs> that um you know, oh, you know, you're you're just always so busy and and you're um you have they'll say, "Oh, you have your business." But the way that they say that you have your business is different from <laughs> another type of business. And then, um, you know, so I didn't, I didn't want to call you because I don't, you know, I don't want to bother. It's almost like a, um, it separates you. Um, mm-hmm. you now, now, are you saying the other, prof- other doctors or just people in general? So no, saying people that. in general, you know, oh, you, you, you're just so busy. You're doing all those things. You know, um, so you, you know, so I, I didn't want to call you. I didn't want it, it. So it's almost like you get punished from um, or separated or uh, from your your friendships, your, um, you know, getting uh, included in things um, because you're over there being busy. You're you're too busy. For, so I didn't call you. I, didn't bother, I wasn't bothering you. Um, it's funny because while you were talking, yeah. At any point of you, you know, you know, doing a uh, a home based business or doing something different outside of the box, at any point did you ever feel like, man, why why would I even do this? I wish I could just, you know, you know how in the Matrix when he said, "I hate I took that pill," <laughs> boy, I wish because the guy said, "You you hate kind of like you." Shouldn't have taken it, huh? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you, did you ever feel like, hey, I just need to go back and just, I wish I could just scratch all this out of my life? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel like that, but I know that it has affected me. Like, I, I've had to overcome, um, you, you know, people, uh, like, just, again, not one that, talk to you or kind of rushing through or what I like, I really have some really close friends and I've, um, you know, I'll reach out and I'll say, you know, ask them how they're doing and whatever. And then, you know, I'll say, oh, you said something about wanting to um, get rid of your belly or whatever. And then I'll mention about the product and then they'll talk about everything else in that text um, uh... except for, except for, (laughs) <laughs> and that that is like the probably the funniest and the most surprising thing because I'm like this person like really really close person to me and it's happened repeatedly and um so you know it's just, it's just kind of weird yeah, you know you know so, how they say sil- silence is so is so um what's the, not annoying but silence is so revealing you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like any time else when you like on like, when there's something going on political or something going on with race and you see how a lot of your friends are silent, you know, like, okay, so now I know mm-hmm. what side you're on. But see, it's revealing. It's, it's revealing. So when that person is silent about what you're doing, that's revealing too. And that's why I tell people all the time when they say, well, my friends and my, my, my relatives and all these folks, they're not really against me. Yeah, because they they're not they hadn't said anything. That's even worse, almost. <laughs> they just silent about what you're doing. You know, yeah. they're not doing it. Yep, silence speaks loudly. Right, 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 right. You ever been in a room like a a Christmas party or something like that, and you walk around and you know that the people know what you're doing, but won't nobody bring it up. See, that's some cult-like stuff. I'm telling you, we, America is a gigantic cult. When you start stepping outside of it, you got to be ready. See, that's the thing. That's why I'm always, you know what I'm saying, y'all going to fill in the blank, mindset, 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 mindset. Because I know that the attack that you're going to get, I know that what people are going to say to you, I know that because everybody acts like that's not going to happen. Like that doesn't happen. It always happens because you're doing something different than the norm. You're doing something outside of the box. So you you might not get the pyramid talk or something like that, but probably you will, but you might not get that. But you're going to get other uncomfortable feelings, uh, uncomfortable, you know, 
moments that you got to learn to be comfortable with. You know, say so I had to learn. I had to. I had to. You know, it wasn't even. I don't know if I had to learn it because I kept. I told you I would feed my mind so much, and plus I had already been in sales, so I was kind of used to rejection. And you know, it was a lot of people I was already separating from anyway. But you know, I heard it. I heard it. I heard the. You know, I heard it. Um, I used to tell my family about it, and you know, I, you know I'm gonna tell you, my sister was one of the the main ones. And to this day, I would say she's still like that. She never, and, you know, I've been doing this 25 years. We never have a conversation about what I do. We talk about everything else. I can go stay with her for a week. I can be on the phone with her for I don't know how long. Never in 25 years. So tell me, uh, how's your business going? <laughs> never. It don't even... And it's so it's so obvious that it's that loud that I don't even it doesn't even bother me. It may may bother me early, you know, maybe one year or something. But the last twenty four years, it just doesn't because you know why? Because I've been feeding my mind. I've been and some of y'all can't deal with that. Some of y'all can't deal with your relatives and not. You know, being on your team and not being a part of it, or your friends not doing it with you, it's just kind of challenging. You know, have you had a doc like medical professionals start with you and then they stop because they can't deal with the attacks that they get, and they they might not admit it, but have you had that, or is it some other thing that happens? Um. So this is the first time <laughs> that I've ever had a medical person, a, a doctor, join me. First of all, um, wow! But I met, yeah. So and um, and I was in a couple of other companies, so it's kind of weird. Um, I have had other medical professionals, but yeah, they 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 fade off. Like you know, you just get that typical thing. Well, nobody nobody wants to do it. They. You know, you get lots of objections that you know are just excuses, um, and then they don't want to talk about it anymore. You have the undercover person. Well, no, I didn't, you know, no, I haven't talked to anybody yet. Yeah, I'm using it, but, um, and you know, they're just afraid to talk to people. And I did go through that being in another company, um, you know, and the medical profession actually makes you be scared to do it too, to talk about it, because then there are lots of restrictions. Like when I was working at the hospital and I was with another company and I knew all oh, these things could help people, but I couldn't talk to anybody about it. I couldn't tell patients, um, you know, so it it was really, so it just. Um, <laughs> they put a string on it. <laughs> like, yeah. who do I talk to then? You know, <laughs> So you got your friends and relatives crazy, and now you got the medical officials looking exactly. at you too. So. Exactly. You know, and they think that you're just mixing up some kind of potion or something and that, you know, none of it's real products or whatever. And, you know, so then you have that. So everything was making me tight-lipped. So, you know, I could have been – I could have done lots better, but I couldn't talk to anybody. So then what do you do? So then you can't talk at work. So then you're afraid to talk at home to, to anybody because now – you have this feeling like, well, is what I'm doing, is it wrong? Is it, you know, is there, is there really something wrong with this? Perfect. It's, it's like really weird how you feel, and you know that it's not. Just that, that's why that jumped out at me what you posted yesterday because I'm like, you know that it's, it's, it's good. You know that people succeed. You know that you're using the products and, and things are going, and still, you feel that feeling like, well nobody else is doing it, so then, I, you know, maybe this is wrong. You know, my friends won't, you know, my colleagues won't join me. Like, so what's, you know, what's wrong with this? And and what it is is actually them. They're afraid, you know. Right. They don't understand. And so, right. But I understand that now, but it took me a while to get to this point. Now I've gone into different companies, so, and I understand, I, I like the industry, so, you know, I've continued to go because I know that it means more, but you have to fight through so much. And like like you say, these things are in there, and you don't even realize it until you encounter those type of um, situations over and over. And then you realize, well, what am I thinking? Why, why is that changing what I'm going to do? Because they feel that way or they're not going to do it. 
Um, and so you do have to get to that point. Um, you see, you know, it, that's what the the team needs, that's what the world needs, that's what all of us need is to get to that point to where you can be that one that can keep charging. You know, as they say, the, dog, the dogs may bark, but the caravan moves on. So you got to have people like that. you got to have leaders like that just, okay, that can say, okay, you know, that's why, you know, you want to put a leader on a phone call with somebody else because you feel confident that that leader is like, yeah, yeah, I heard all that before, folks, but we ain't, you ain't changing my my thought process about this. You ain't, you ain't never, you know, and I've had that happen before where somebody put them on the phone with me, and I know their goal was to, to tear us down, but I didn't let that happen. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what we need, more people like that to say, okay, I'm going to get my mind right, get my head right. I'm not talking about battling with people, but just to know that what you're doing is nothing wrong with what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. That's a... That's the challenge that we feel bad about because, like I said again, if that's you know we're not, you know, uh, what, what we say, uh, uh, doctor, police, Indian chief, or something like that. Then if you're not attorney, you're not one of those that you're not doing something, you know, wrong. And that's the thing that we feel that way. We feel that way, and that's the rules that Don uh, Miguel Reese is talking about. It makes us feel that way. You know, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to ask you that question, but let me read this right quick, and then I'm going to come back to you here. It says, just as the government has a book of laws that rule the society's dream, our belief system is the book of laws that rules our personal dreams. Our belief system. What do we believe? All these laws exist in our mind. We believe them. And the judge inside of us bases everything on these rules. The judge decrees and the victim suffers the guilt and punishment, but who says there is justice in this dream, true justice is paying only once for each mistake. True injustice is paying more than once for each mistake. Now watch this here. This, this, this paragraph here is, is, man, how many times do we pay for one mistake? The answer is thousands of times. See, the human is the only animal on earth that pays a thousand times for the same mistake. Well, how do we do that? Because we, we got a memory. The rest of the animals pay once for every mistake they make, but not us. We have a powerful memory. We make a mistake. We judge ourselves. We find ourselves guilty. We punish ourselves. If justice exists, then that was enough. We don't need to do it again, but every time we remember, we judge ourselves again, and we are guilty again, and we punish ourselves again and again and again. That's why we talk about the subconscious mind. When it doesn't, it doesn't know whether it's real or not. So when you remember something, when you remember something and you keep thinking about it over and over and over, it's like reality. So when we say, when you're talking about I got to get out of debt, in reality you're talking about debt and it remembers that over and over and over, and so we're programming more debt on us because we keep hearing it over and over in the mind makes it like it's real it's not it doesn't know any difference you know and so he says but every time we remember we judge ourselves again and we are guilty again and we punish ourselves again and again and again if we have a wife or a husband he or she <laughs> he or she also reminds us of the mistake so we can judge ourselves again and punish ourselves again and find ourselves guilty again and then he asked the question is this fair now we already know about the challenge of things being fair out here because, you know, I always say the fair is where they have, you know, the pigs in the contest and they have cotton candy and, and you walk around with the big teddy bear. Um, <laughs> I never forget going to the fair with my dad. He always used to, um, he would go, you know, we would shoot the basketball and he would beat me in that and then we'd go to some of these uh places where you pitch the quarter or the nickel and whatever, whatever you're pitching, and if it land on that plate and stay on that plate for a while, you get the big teddy bear. And uh, he used to always tell me, because we'd go, and he'll pitch, and he'll probably win, and then they'll give him the big teddy bear, and he used to tell me all the time, son, this thing is rigged. And I didn't understand what rigged was. See, see he, did, he was marketing for the place. Because when they gave him that big teddy bear and he walked around with it, they would ask, where you get that? 
<laughs> so send more people over there and spend their money, and they would lose. But if certain people he would let win because it was free marketing for them. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how I got on that. Oh, fair. I'm talking about fair. All right. So so um, <clears throat> I, at that time I was thinking, I don't know. We got the big teddy bear. That's all I know. Uh, so how many times do we make our spouse, our children, our parents pay for the same mistake? Every time we remember this mistake, mistake, we blame them again and then send them all the emotional poison we feel at the injustice, and then we make them pay again for that same mistake. Now, is that justice? The judge and the mind is wrong because the belief system, the book of law is wrong. The whole dream is based on false law. Ninety-five percent of the beliefs, now hear that number. Now, y'all, y'all always tell me, you know, what Tony's you, you be getting them numbers out, and that's just kind of negative numbers, you know what I'm saying, 95%. <laughs> well, well, Don Miguel Ruiz says it too. 95% of the beliefs we have stored in our minds are nothing but lies. All lies. I mean, and we suffer because we believe all these lies. We believe all these lies that were programmed at an early age, and we suffer from it. We can't advance because those lies are holding us up. And we, we'll swear that they're not true. We'll swear that they're not there. We'll swear that we don't, you know. But they came into our life during the theta phase with the first seven years, and it was programmed in us. We swear that's not there. You know why? Because it never comes up in conversation during our um the age of school and the system that we when we go through that because guess what mindset is never brought up now I don't know what's going on now y'all tell me uh, do they teach mindset classes in school now are they talking about some of the stuff that we've been programmed with are they talking about you know changing your thought process are they talking about those kind of things now maybe I don't know but I, I doubt it because that's not the, that's not the structure of the system the system needs workers it don't need thinkers so it says, in the dream of the, of the planet, it is normal for humans to suffer, to live in fear, and to create emotional dramas. The outside dream is not a pleasant dream. It's a dream of violence, a dream of fear, a dream of war, a dream of injustice. You know, um, <laughs> Mark, you're crazy. <laughs> the personal dream of humans will vary, but globally it's mostly a nightmare. If we look at human society, we see a place so difficult to live in because it's ruled by fear. Throughout the world, we see human suffering, anger, revenge, addictions, violence in the streets, and tremendous injustice. It may exist at different levels in different countries around the world, but fear is controlling the outside dream. Man, if we compare the dream of human society with the description of hell that religions of all the world have uh, promulgated, we find that they are exactly the same. Religion said hell is a place of punishment, a place of fear, pain, and suffering, a place where the fire burns you. Fire is generated by emotions that come from fear. Whenever we feel the emotions of anger, jealousy, envy, or hate, we experience a fire burning within us. We are living in a dream of hell. If you consider hell as a state of mind, then hell is all around us. Others may warn us that if we don't do what they say we should do, we will go to hell. <laughs> You're going to burn in hell. Bad news. we already in hell, <laughs> including the people who tell us that. Well, I, need, I need, like, one of those drum things, like the late night. <laughs> Just need one of those. We already in hell. No human can condemn another to hell because we're already there. Now, others can put us into a deeper hell, that's true, but only if we allow this to happen. Only if we allow things like that to happen. Every human has his or her personal dream, and just like the society dream, is often ruled by fear. We learn to dream hell in our own life, in our personal dream. The same fears manifest in different ways for each person, of course, but we experience anger, jealousy, hate, envy, and other negative emotions. Our personal dream can also become an ongoing nightmare where we suffer and live in a state of fear. 
but we don't need to dream a nightmare. It's possible to enjoy a pleasant dream. You know, I want to ask you this question too, Doc, while you're on here. Well, i got a few questions I want to ask you. Well, first of all, let me say this. Uh, <laughs> do you have a lot of people in your family that even though they're against what you're doing or don't want to participate, but they still come to you to to borrow, to um, ask you to donate, to uh, help pay their bills? Do they come to you and ask for free advice and all that kind of stuff? Oh, you know, family, friends will will ask advice and what have you. But it's because it's because they have me in the box. So there are certain things that they feel I'm qualified to do, and that's what I should be doing. And that even means reaching out and asking advice, even when not working. You know, twenty four seven, somebody can ask questions. Um, so people put you in this box, and yeah, they'll still do that. They'll. I get lots of things about donation. If if somebody's kid is going someplace and they're raising money for something, they they send me something about that. But they won't join the business, and they won't, you know, they don't want to, you know, do their own money, and they don't have to do it my way. I even say to people, I don't care which company you join. Yeah, I'd love for you to join, but do something that you can do for yourself. And I don't mean that to make this about that, but it's just thinking outside of where they are. You know, you keep complaining, you keep saying you're like this, but you don't do anything different to um and, and it's because people are afraid. And I was just thinking when you talk about the dream, you know, people always say, Oh, just live in the dream but it's not a positive way they're saying that. That's it, ha- it carries a negative connotation. And I'm like, oh, this is the dream that they're talking about, the, their daily life dream that, that you know, it doesn't make them happy. You know, you wishing the days away and waiting for Friday and waiting for Saturday and Sunday and then lamenting about Monday because you don't want to go back to that dream. You know, so this is the dream they were talking about, you know. <laughs> but um, so people say that all the time. But, yeah, people approach those. They're okay with getting whatever's created from what you're doing, but, but yeah, you know, but they don't want to do that. And I've actually even been out with friends, and they said, oh, oh, Dr. B, oh, Dr. B always got something going on. And, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. said that, and I had to get to a point where I'm like, yep, sure do, and then just hand out the sample. Um, <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> You know me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. and I just go along with it now. But before, that would have made me shrink back, and I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have said right. anything more about it. You, be, you felt shame. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you feel it's almost like being ostracized and, mm-hmm. and publicly. So here it is. You're, you're actually trying to publicly humiliate me, and you think that it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And now I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to use that to my advantage. Sure. Right. Yep. I'm always going to Here you go. Try this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Since you know who I am, here it is. You know what I'm doing. I got one more question before we wrap up here today. <laughs> now, this one is kind of like a, a a newlywed game question. So it might oh be some uh, – might be some drama in the household after this because I know I know your husband is on the line listening because he you know he's the one who introduced me to you because yeah. your husband you know he's a medical doctor also but he's always listened to our mindset calls I mean all the yeah. time so I know he's on here <laughs> now this is going to be an interesting question here I never I never asked him or or you but um, <laughs> I might start to start some trouble here but. Um, did both of you all come to the thought process of, <clears throat> you know, doing a home-based business is cool or the mindset part, I mean, you know, doing something outside of the box, whether it's real. See, I don't know what else you've done or whatever you, you know, tipped it outside of the box. Mm-hmm. But which one of you all was first at this or did y'all come to this thing together? Or did 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 he come to you first and say, look, we ought to, this is cool to do, this is not, or did you come to him or... Uh, how did that? Oh, he texted me now, so let me see. <laughs> oh, so do you want to answer that, or you want to plead to see? I mean, is that? <laughs> what I'm gonna say is that no, we didn't. 
come together on it at the same time. Um, and, um, uh, <laughs> get your words uh, right now. Make sure you, <laughs> I know. I'm trying to, <laughs> um, it wasn't looked upon the same way. Um, and I think that I did it first as a, as approaching it as a business, but really, especially then I did not have enough confidence, um, in what I was doing. I didn't even know what I was doing um, to um, be able to have a conversation about it. Um, I was trying to do something so that I could be home with my daughter um, more mm-hmm. and work less at the hospital. So that was my inspiration for it. But, yeah, there was some... So, so that, means, that means that when you first heard something like this, you never felt insecure about it in the beginning. You never thought that, so when you brought it home or when you started talking about it, you felt like this is a great way for me to have, you know, more time or have additional money to where I can spend more time. It wasn't like you were, you know, kind of hesitant about bringing it up to him or, or doing anything like that, was it? Oh, no, I was. I was hesitant about bringing it up. I, I didn't want to talk about it much because it, 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 I don't know. Because I didn't know what I was doing, I think it was just being like I didn't know what I was doing, which I, I agree. Um, but, and I didn't know how to get out of that because people around me weren't doing it either, you know. Um, but, you, but, it, but it made sense to you. It made sense to me. I was like, yeah, this yeah. is a good, good, great way to make extra money. But that, okay. all that other layers of stuff, yeah, that that inhibited me for sure. So definitely out the gate I was not successful. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I think you handled that question uh, <laughs> pretty good. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll let you know later. <laughs> well, I you <laughs> Yeah, I see, he's not, he sent me a text, but I ain't going to tell you what that text is. So I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> All right, well, folks, I appreciate it, Doc. We're going to wrap it up today. So we got uh, we got our subway money. I think we got four movies. That's it, four movies. I couldn't find any more that was, well, a lot of them wouldn't let me share the movie. So, and, Doc, you can't say anything since you're on the line. You still got to text me. So you can't just jump out and say it, you know, but uh, like Lisa did. Uh <laughs> She's good. She's pretty good. She's smooth with that. But I guess, you know, she texts now. So that was that, that was only that one time that happened. So um, let me find the movies. Let me find the movies here. Let's see here. All right. Got four movies. Let's see here. So we're going to do $10 on each movie. That'll get you to launch. I have to be fair, though. Let me tell uh, – uh, let me, let me um, tell uh, or – Admit to Miss um, Sheenavert, or Sheenavert, I'm saying Sheen, or Sheenavert, that I, I was in Subway, and I said, let's make it a meal, and it went a tad bit over $10. Now, she's been telling me that, so uh, I apologize publicly. But I think that was one particular sandwich, I think. Look at that. Well, they changed the prices a little bit. They've gone up a little bit. So, No, 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 no. You were right. You were right. All right, so here we go. Uh, you got to give me the name of the movie. Uh, oh, I forgot to get the other one, too. All right, so I'll get that one while we're doing this. Oh, no, hold on a second. Let me see if I can. Oh, let me see. i got to be good with this. Let's see. We could be good with this. All right. While I'm doing this, Doc, can, can you tell us anything that uh, that uh, that you've learned over the you know years that you've been doing this? That something that you thought that you didn't think about when you start doing a home-based business, when you start getting into the industry of network marketing, or is it anything that uh, that you know now? that you didn't think about, I'm sure there's a lot of things. I put it, well, well, what one thing that you know now that you didn't think about when you first got started? I, well, I looked thought this that everybody would look at the opportunity of, of, um, of making extra money positively. Like, they just, you know, I talked to them about it, and, and, and they would do it. I, I never thought that people would, move away from 
you know, making extra money the way that people do. Um, um, yeah, so the resistance, I think, was a surprise to me. Um, wow. But you know now that's, 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 that's the uh, program, that's the box thinking that we've been conditioned to be in and that uh, that's going to happen forever, you know, so, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is, yeah, interesting and on over that and one. over and over and again, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, folks, here go the first movie. Tell me the name of the movie. Uh, here we go. Years ago when you killed old man, never shed them. You ain't even been in my house five minutes and you done shot somebody already, Mouse. Come on, Easy. Come in on this thing, man. No. Easy, I'm trying to do right. I'm, I mean, you know, now... <laughs> Come on, man, I can help you. Now, you know you're going to need somebody at your back. I swear I'm going to let you run the show. Oh, you're going to let me run the show. Well, I ain't going to do nothing you don't tell me to do. <laughs> you're going to let me run the show. Hold on a second. All right, we got an answer on that one. <laughs> Doc got that one. Dang, Steve, you was right there, too. Y'all was neck and neck, but he he got that one on you. Um, that's the devil in a blue dress. This finished plan. You gonna do everything I say? Man, I'm gonna do everything you say. That's the wrong hand, Mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why you mad? Ah, he put the wrong hand up when he said, "I promise him to do everything you say." Uh, <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Hey, Doc, you got we got one before. Did I pay you? I don't think I got your cash out. That's the second one. Or maybe the third one. Uh, oh, you don't like Subway then? Okay. <laughs> All right, we got three more. Here we go. Um, ah, this one here is, you, you have to see the video on it, though. But. What do you want? FBI. What do you want, man? Where's your warrant at? This badge is my warrant. Open up the trunk. It ain't mine. I don't know how I got in there. You're going to jail for a long time. You're going to have to take me. Come on, Royce. I know you didn't say that. Come on, Royce. Come on now. I know you didn't say that. <laughs> I'm going to start this over and give y'all another chance. Roy, I, it's too hilarious for you to use that term, I mean that movie. I'm going to start it over. What do you want? FBI. What do you want, man? Where's your warrant at? This badge is my warrant. Open up the trunk. It ain't mine. I don't know how I got in there. You're going to jail for a long time. You're going to have to take me. Cut. 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 Is there any angle that you can shoot this way? It looks like he's actually kicking him. There's no such angle. Go God damn it. Action! Woo! Cut! <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. I can't believe y'all didn't get that one. So, that's Dolomite. <laughs> Listen to the voice, man. How you even take Roy said American Gangster. Man, l l listen to this. Hold on. Is over. What do you want? FBI. What do you want, man? Where's your warrant at? This badge is my warrant. Open up the trunk. It ain't mine. I don't know how I got in there. <laughs> well, Wes is nice stopped and said, can y'all make it look like he even actually hitting the guy because it was so funny the way they were swinging at each other. Y'all didn't see Dolomite, man? Okay. Y'all didn't see Dolomite. All right. See here. All right, this should be an easy one. 
You said you wanted to know how to get Capone. Do you really want to get him? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything is in the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way. Because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. want to get <laughs> Now, Cedarburg, how do you get the Matrix out of that? <laughs> I, Pam, Dr. Nicole beat you to the punch. So I can't believe y'all didn't, y'all didn't get that one. Well, let me let it play out. Capone, here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. The Chicago way. I talk about that all the time. So that's untouchables. Mr. Ness, what are you willing to do? The Matrix kill? I'm trying to think. How do you get the Matrix <laughs> that, that mean, but I mean, Roy said American Gangster, so I mean, I'm just right <laughs> All right, here's the last one. We're going to take us on home. Now, I'm going to tell you, this last one here kind of reminds me of a lot of people. This is a great analogy for a lot of people. Um, as you get older in business, as you get just in life in general, I guess you don't have to be as old, but when you start accepting certain things, and, you know, I've talked about this one particular scene a long time. So um, you got to tell me the name of the movie. I'm going to let this thing play all the way out, too. So, like, whoever texts me first, I'm going to let you know. I'm not going to stop it, so I'm going to let it play all the way out so you can get the whole um, understanding of, you know. Now, the video is more powerful, so I think I'm going to post this one on the uh, plugged in page when we finish because you have to look at the eyes of the person and see what they're saying when they when this person is talking to them and how the lack of understanding of what this person is saying to them is just is obvious and I think a lot of people just don't understand you know because you've been living a certain way for so long alright so this should be easy for you to grab so get your text this should be a quick one here so so we got Dr. Nicole Okay, and that's the only one. <laughs> With Dr. Bowers, he got one too, huh? But here's the last one. Here we go. Not much, but a little. You should have left them chains alone, nigga. Chains ain't right for nigga fiddler. Lord, you sure is some mighty child. Never forget you. You have good to be free. You have good to be free. Good to never forget you. It's not, man. Dingo Pam, stop it. Kuta is not in Mandingo.
and brought in, and Kunta's been trying to be free ever since. That's why he hugged Fiddler. He said, Kunta, Kunta, never forget you, Fiddler. You helped, you helped Kunta be free. And Fiddler was sitting there looking like, what's this free thing? What's this? It must be something special because he never been free. His mindset has never been there. He never even thought about it. You know. <laughs> you thought my voice was in the movie. No. <laughs> I'm just telling you that's where he was sitting there. I'm going to post this and y'all look at his eyes and think about it. That's how a lot of people on this call or a lot of people we talk to, we don't. Why is a person working so hard? Why is a person struggling trying to get to a certain point? I wonder what that's like. I wonder. What is this thing? It's got to be something special. So can you imagine? I guess you can. I couldn't, you know, just if you always been a certain way, that's why I'm saying the programming that we have is difficult for somebody to try to explain to you that there's another way to live. You just don't, you don't get it. You don't get it. When you've been free and then somebody capture you, and bring you somewhere and tie you up, and your whole thing is you fighting like crazy to get free again, and he don't understand why. So, man, what is what is? You heard what he said. You know, I'm gonna say this, but I don't. You know, you heard him say it. He said niggas don't need to be in no chains. And Philip didn't understand that. <sighs> mm. All right, folks, that's it today. Appreciate you guys, man. Let's go make it happen. Sign off. Oh, I'm sorry. Dr. Bowden got that one again. He beat you. Just Steve, you were right there with him, Steve. But he got you again. So that's crazy. Dr. Bowden got two. His wife, Dr. Nicole, got one. And then who else? That was it. Somebody else got one, didn't it? That was it. That was it. And Dr. Bowden let me donate that to charity, I guess. Tell Nicole that she won her team. <laughs> she says she likes Subway. <laughs> All right, folks, we out of here. Let me stop the call. Y'all have a great day. Bye.